0: Hey, it's NPR's Book of the Day. I'm Andrew Limbaugh. Okay, we've got a delightful one for you today in honor of Memorial Day, about something I didn't know. So, apparently, back during World War II, publishers printed tiny copies of their books to send over to troops so they could read them, carry them around, and pass around and share. Writer Molly Guptil manning wrote a book about it in 2014 called When Books Went to War, and she talked to NPR's Renée Montaigne about it when it came out. And they get into this fascinating discussion about what types of books these soldiers were reading, mostly books that either A, reminded them of home, or B, were kind of horny, such as the duality of man, I suppose. But either way, because of this effort from publishers, these soldiers were reading books and being exposed to stories and writers they never would have otherwise read. Let's hear a tale of books. This message comes from NPR sponsor LiveWrite, publishers of Left for Dead: Shipwreck, Treachery and Survival at the Edge of the World by Eric J Dolan. The true story of five castaways abandoned on the Falkland Islands during the war of 1812. Available wherever books are sold. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Progressive, and it's Name Your Price Tool. Say how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show coverage options within your budget. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's going to war. Lots and lots of books. 73 years ago this week, President Franklin D. Roosevelt spoke of a date which will live in infamy.
1: United States of America... Was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan.
0: After Pearl Harbor, millions of Americans would leave home to fight in Europe and the Pacific. Comforts would be few, and there would be little in the way of escape or entertainment.
1: One much-prized item, then, tiny books.
0: During World War II, American publishers wanted to do their part to support the troops. And so they decided that the best they could do was print miniature paperback books that were small enough that they could fit in a pocket so the men could carry these books with them anywhere.
1: That's Molly Guptil Manning, who has just written a history of those books. They were known as Armed Services Editions and included a wide array of titles. There was Charles Dickens and there was Shakespeare, plus mysteries, and also Westerns like Harvard Has a Homicide and Six-Gun Showdown. The project came out of earlier efforts to get used books to servicemen. With Nazis banning and burning books over in Europe, horrified American librarians took action.
0: They thought that they should host book drives to collect as many books as they could so that the Americans who might end up facing the German army would arm their minds with ideas.
1: And that, that by the way, is Sort of how they put it, arm their minds. Exactly. Well-intentioned though they were, results of those book drives were mixed, attracting titles like How to Knit and Theology in 1870. So the focus switched to designing and printing books soldiers actually wanted to read. No easy task since these armed services editions had to be battlefield ready.
0: They were about the size of a smartphone and they were tucked into the pockets of uniforms. The paper that they were printed on was about the strength of newsprint. Um, And so it was believed that each book would probably withstand about six readings before um, it would start to fall into pieces.
1: Although from what you write, it sounds like each book endured many more than six readings.
0: They did. There are actually reports of some books having waiting lists of 30 guys who wanted to read a certain book.
1: And one of their all-time favorites, a bittersweet tale about a young girl growing up poor but loved in early 1900s New York, A Tree Grows in Brooklyn. This book made them
0: think of home. Men Who Never Set Foot in Brooklyn wrote to Betty Smith, the author of A Tree Grows in Brooklyn, to say that they felt like they were reading about their hometown.
1: Another book along those lines with a title I think maybe nobody has ever heard of called Chicken Every Sunday. And why was that so popular? The book tells the story of
0: a young girl who grew up in a boarding house where her mother um, entertained all sorts of zany characters and um, each night fed them mouth-watering dinners. And so um, as men were stationed around the world eating rations out of cans, to read these stories about these wonderful dinners um, made them think of their own mothers and the meals that they used to eat at home. It gave them a trip back home, basically. One man said it was like taking a leave.
1: Mm. These were many of them, very young men. And in the case of other popular books, um, uh, how can I put this? They were popular for for a specific reason, and that had to do with the steamy sex scenes. Steamy for the day, anyway.
0: That's right. Many men wrote in saying, we would like to read books like Strange Fruit by Lillian Smith. Um, because, as one man said, this book has sex scenes in a lot of them.
1: But it also had quite a solid story about interracial romance and some difficult questions of the time. The other book that you write about, Forever Amber, seems much more like a romance novel as we would know it.
0: Yes, that was more of a romance novel. And actually, some of the people that were in charge of selecting the books expressed concern about sending what they called trashy books to soldiers and sailors who were fighting at war And so top publishers in the United States were presented with the question of whether they should be sending trashy books to American troops. Um, And the publisher said yes. They said if the men want to read trashy novels, then let's send them trashy
1: novels. Uh, Well, um, you also quote from letters throughout the book. And I wonder if you would read one of them for us. It is from a A Marine who wrote to author Betty Smith after reading A Tree Grows in Brooklyn. Um, He was touched deeply by it. Sure.
0: Were you ever so upset emotionally that you had to tell someone about it, to sit down and write it out? That is how I feel now. You see, I am a 20-year-old, but I feel twice that age. I went through hell in two years of combat overseas.
1: And, and he goes on to write about, and I'm quoting his letter, carrying a stretcher from which my buddy's life dripped away in precious blood. And how he, as he put it, felt sure that I was no longer capable of loving anything or anybody. This book, A Tree Grows in Brooklyn, it really affected him.
0: Yes, he talks about how he went around for two years with a dead heart, And um, he was hospitalized with malaria. He asked a nurse for a book because he was bored and had nothing else to do. She happened to give him a copy of A Tree Grows in Brooklyn, and the book just changed his entire outlook. Um, It made him laugh. It made him cry. And he said even though a battle-hardened Marine usually doesn't cry, he was proud of his tears because it proved that he was human again. He closed the letter saying that he didn't think he'd be able to sleep through the night if he hadn't thanked the woman who caused him to live again.
1: Molly Guptil Manning, thank you very much Thank you She is the author of The History When Books Went to War The Stories That Helped Us Win World War II
0: This message is brought to you by NPR sponsor, Lisa, in collaboration with West Elm. Discover the new natural hybrid mattress, expertly crafted from natural latex and certified safe foams, designed with your health and the planet in mind. Visit leesa.com to learn more. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Capella University. With Capella's FlexPath Learning Format, you can earn your degree online at your own pace and get support from people who care about your success. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. All that sitting and swiping, your body is adapting to your technology. Learn how and what you can do about it. I really felt like the cloud in my brain kind of dissipated.